one thing that I'd like people to think about or know about our military community in general this Veterans Day and, and any day really is, is that while we're here at home enjoying our time with our friends and with our families, that all around the world there are tens of thousands of soldiers, sailors, marines, of servicemen and women who have to be away from their families and friends who are standing the watch, who are serving their country, who are protecting freedom, and who are sacrificing their time and their, you know, their children's birthdays and their anniversaries because their belief in the service to their country. How we doing out there, folks? This is your host with the most, Kenny Vaughn, and I am back in the arena with my partner in crime. What is up, everybody? It is Sophia. I play for Team Breakline, and welcome back. We're amped to be here on this glorious Veterans Day. Mmm, special occasion, special occasion. Sophia, would you mind just giving the listeners a little bit of insight and background as to what we have in store for today? Yes, I mean, veterans, they are just, you know, they are people here at Breakline. When Breakline first started, they were the first group that we got to work with. And because of that, veterans make up such a special part of our community. So we have the opportunity to work with these amazing individuals. They're from so many different backgrounds, from so many different walks of life. And we want to honor those who have served our nation in recognition of Veterans Day today. And therefore, we are hosting this awesome conversation with veterans from across the armed forces. Well, I tell you what, Sophia, I appreciate you teeing us up for this conversation. And I got to be honest with you, it was so much fun sitting down with these amazing human beings. They have such really just riveting stories. And I think what I'm most excited about for this particular episode is the opportunity just to peel back the layers on what service means to them. Uh, Each one of them had their own unique experiences. Each one of them has different reflections on what their time in uniform meant to them respectively. And so I'm just really glad that we have a chance to share with our listeners uh, a little bit of deeper insight into the veterans community. So y'all, according to the Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA, there are approximately 20 million veterans in the U.S. right now. And that number, it represents less than 10% of our population and it's projected to decline in the coming decades. But as you guys have already started to hear, this is such a vibrant community. And we were kind of wondering as we were starting to to think about this episode, about service in general, what is it that compels an individual to voluntarily raise their hand, to swear an oath, to support, to defend the constitution in service to our nation? And so from our alums, here are their reflections. My name is Mike Polanski, and I served in the U.S. Army for nine and a half years. My name is Jackie Perez. I served in the United States Navy for a total of 10 years between active duty and the reserves. My name is Mia Stender. I spent eight and a half years on active duty in the Marine Corps, and I'm in my third year in the reserves. My name is Tiziana Garner, and I served in the United States Coast Guard for 10 years five months and seven days. My name is James Anderson, but I usually go by Jimmy. I am an Air Force veteran. I served for 12 years, enlisted, 
officer, and I'm actually still a reservist. Service is one of those things that didn't really come, come natural to me. Leaving high school and then going into college, for the first time I gave it the good old college try. I went, tried to go to college, and, and I realized that it just wasn't for me at that particular time. And I actually joined the United States Air Force not out of a sense of service directly, at least at that point in time. It was out of a sense of more so survival, right? I wanted to make sure that my bills were paid, that my that there was food on the table, that I had opportunity and, and a trade that I could carry further with me. But I always tell folks that it's it's after you spend a little bit of time in a uniform, maybe you go on a deployment, maybe you do some training, then you start to actually realize, like, okay, this is what service is. Service is about doing something larger than yourself. Service for me is about bringing people together and building partnerships. Service for me is, is about waking up every single day and saying, you know what, I may not want to do this today, but, but you wake up and you say, you know what, I raise my right hand, it's time to go do the work. And it's and even if it's a long day, it's still time to go do the work. So, so that's a little bit about what service means to me. I think it was a combination of two things. The first thing was I grew up in New Jersey, right outside of New York City. My dad, my uncles, my neighbors, family members all commuted every day on the train to New York City for work. So 9-11 really impacted me, even though I was 11 years old, coming out of Mrs. Schuster's sixth grade science class figuring out which family members and which neighbors weren't going to come home that day was definitely a very impactful uh, day in my adolescence. The second thing, though, also is I remember as a young kid, you know, my friends and I were all in that G.I. Joe phase. You go outside and play Army. I think then eventually everybody kind of graduates to the next phase. I don't know if it's like the New York Yankees or the Power Rangers or whatever, but I got stuck in that G.I. Joe phase. I never got out of it, and that's, that's all I ever really wanted to do. So I think that combination and kind of where I grew up and, and that, that effect that 9-11 had on, on my upbringing really just really drove the desire to, to be an Army officer someday. What inspired me to serve was really my, my family. My grandfather had served in the Navy during World War II as a radioman, and my dad was a career naval officer, and he served for 32 years. And so I, I grew up around the Navy and when it came time to figure out what I wanted to do after college, out of all the different services, the, the Navy was closest to my heart because of my dad and my grandfather. And not only did I want to give back to a greater cause, but being in the Navy also meant that I would get to travel and see the world. And so that was also a big inspiration for serving. Service found me. Uh, I can say uh, I, was, I was pretty lucky in that way. I was part of a family. My parents were sponsor parents for midshipmen at the Naval Academy. We lived in the Annapolis area. And so when I was in eighth grade, my parents decided to start sponsoring midshipmen. And they became you know, part of my high school life and then part of my family life. I'm an only child. So they augmented my family in a, in a kind of a sibling way. And when they graduated, that first group graduated from the Naval Academy in 2005, I was a high school junior, and they had already had in their sights that I would join them in service to follow, and, and they all commissioned into the Marine Corps, and, and the Marines are especially great recruiters. So whether I knew it or not, they had incepted at me that that was going to be part of my adult life as well. Um, 
it was not like I didn't wake up. I never, I, I grew up in an army household. My father's retired army. And I never thought I would join the military. As a child, it just wasn't something that I thought about. It wasn't until after I had completed my master's degree, had gone to work. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm not getting what I need. I'm not feeling that fulfillment. And I went home to my dad and I said, look, I'm thinking about joining the military. <laughs> and as a retired, you know, crusty paratrooper, he said, okay, all right. There's a couple of conditions that I want from you that, you know, but I'm, I'm down for this. I'm, I'm very much behind you if you want to. And both my parents were obviously. And that's, that's what it was. I was looking for something that fulfilled me. I was looking for something where I could grow, I could stretch and kind of just get out and see the world because I hadn't really gone anywhere yet. Like I've traveled and stuff with my family and, you know, I studied abroad and, and undergrad and everything, but this was an opportunity for me to just really go out there on my own and do something. And that's what, what, what got me into it initially. Yeah. The next topic that we wanted to dive into, just because of the way that the military is portrayed in movies and the media, sometimes I think it's hard to truly understand the wide range of opportunities and experiences that veterans can have while they're serving in uniform. Uh, I know the Army alone has over 190 military occupational specialties. That's a fancy word for jobs that soldiers can choose from. So in this next segment, we wanted to ask our alums to share the experiences from their military service which were most memorable. Yeah, so uh, my, my favorite time in the Air Force would be, I was enlisted, I was an E4, and I remember I used to work obviously really late, just like most folks did. I was on the maintenance, in, in the maintenance side of the house, dealing with aircraft maintenance. Uh, and I and I did a job uh, around data analytics, actually. And I remember leaving a meeting at about six o'clock, getting ready to walk back to my office. And I walked past my group commander, who was an 06. He was an African American man, and everybody looked up to him. I know I I looked up to him uh, big time. I remember walking back to my office, and he stopped me, and said, "Hey, Senior Man Anderson." can you come join me in my office? So I go to his big old office and we have this very long conversation. And he told me to marry my now wife, <laughs> is, is the first thing he told me. And the second thing is he told me that I should be looking at becoming an officer in the United States Air Force. And that day is literally, the that is the day that started everything that, that transpired and, and really um, is responsible, that conversation is responsible for where I'm at today. Best day, hands down, in the Air Force. Thinking back about all my different jobs, um, two really stand out to me. One was uh, a job when I was in active duty. I was a surface warfare nuclear officer on board an aircraft carrier and in charge of one of the reactor plants, what's called a reactor controls division officer. And the moment that I'm most proud of, it was a really tough job. I'd say the toughest job that I've ever done. Incredibly stressful, but the, the first time I became qualified on the plant, we were taking this aircraft carrier out to sea for the first time in 18 months. 
as it was coming out of a shipyard period where it was literally like out of the water getting worked on and a lot of maintenance done. And I was a newly qualified propulsion plant watch officer. I had never operated a steaming plant before I had, I had done runtime and the simulators and I had been qualified, but never actually on an operational steaming plant. And yet they trusted me to be one of the watch officers to take the ship out to sea. And so just being handed that responsibility and the trust in that really, um, I don't know, it was a big moment for me. And of course I was scared and <laughs> thought that I was going to mess something up, but I didn't. And, and so that just is kind of a really gratifying feeling when, when someone puts that much, much trust in you. You've, you've met the standards, you've done all the work, and then they kind of let you run with the show. And that's a, a very memorable moment, even though I was gripping my table and <laughs> hoping that everything would go, would go right. And it did, and I was fine. My other, I guess, memorable tour, that was a memorable moment, but my, my most memorable tour was as a city outreach officer for the West Coast. I was working with Navy recruiting and doing a lot of STEM outreach, science, technology, engineering, and math. And what I would do is host underwater robotics competitions through an organization called Sea Perch. And we would host these robotics competitions at different high schools and middle schools and get these students excited about robotics and about engineering and about STEM. And so that was super gratifying to be a presence uh, in these communities and these schools and talk about what I had done in the Navy as a nuclear engineer which is something that I think a lot of people don't even know exists as an opportunity in the military. That was an interesting question because I was going back and forth between multiple answers and I realized one of my favorite memories was in my least favorite job. I had a job where my responsibility was like managing 600 people's security clearances and it was kind of monotonous. Uh, and frankly, I wasn't having a lot of fun. I knew it was like a stepping stone to another job that I really wanted. But I realized as I was doing the security clearances that we actually had a sergeant, a medic. She was in my unit, and she wasn't a U.S. citizen, even though she had been in the Army for three years by that point, maybe four years. Um, and no one knew that she wasn't a U.S. citizen. She had immigrated here from South Korea, and she served, and everybody didn't think any different. Once I brought that to light and showed her leadership what was going on, then I was able to directly support her application process and help her out. And then eventually she did become a U.S. citizen. And they had a big thing at our unit, and it was a great reminder to everybody, like, this is why we do this. This is an army that defends a very diverse nation, and we're people from all walks of life. And we're all working together to succeed and, and to accomplish this mission. So a job that necessarily wasn't my favorite allowed me the opportunity to really affect someone's life and, and see how her story of her immigrating and, and joining and serving, you know, it was just a great reminder for me and everybody else. And there, it's many, many moments and memories like that that really just fire you up And because there's a lot of tough parts about serving and a lot of, you know, nights you'll never get back and, and tough days and whatnot. But it's, it's the memories like that that really, really fire you up and keep you going. Yeah, this is a really hard question to answer because I've had two very different identities in the Marine Corps. 
And so they both kind of come to the top when I'm thinking about it. But first and foremost, I'm a logistics officer in the Marine Corps. And I had, you know, the best job that you can have as a lieutenant, which I showed up to a combat logistics battalion and became a platoon commander on day one. Uh, And then I, I ultimately became a company commander at that same unit over the course of three years and deployed to Afghanistan in 2014 as a company commander. So when I close my eyes, that's, that's the one, the the one of, you know, taking the con for the company. Uh, it was 142 Marines and sailors and then deploying forward. I will say, though, that the second thing that comes to mind, I was a liaison with the Marine Corps to the House of Representatives after I was a congressional fellow in 2015. And I had the opportunity to lead congressional delegations and staff delegations with professional staff members abroad. And a couple of really cool moments happened in the course of that job. I I was able to walk through the Hanoi Hilton with Senator John McCain, and I was able to go to Nelson Mandela's cell uh, on Robben Island with John Lewis. And when I think about just just proximity to those leaders, because I was just a Marine asked to put the travel together where, you know, our, our country's leaders were engaging with the leaders of other countries and honestly with each other outside of uh, the United States. I think a lot about it, just incredible opportunity and just that, you know, again, I would say that found me. I thought I was going to have to think very hard about this, but something immediately popped into my mind. And I can say without a doubt that my favorite job when I was on active duty was as the operations officer for the Atlanta MEPS, the military entrance processing station. The Atlanta MEPS is the third largest one in the country. So we see a lot of young people come through there to start their military careers. And I had no more joy in my career than when the group of young people that I had enlisted on shift day was getting ready to leave. They were getting ready to run out the front doors to get on the buses to go to uh, wherever they were going, the airport maybe, or maybe they were going to Paris Island, wherever they were headed. And their families were all out there and we would go outside and hype them up. We'd be screaming and jumping. (laughs) My CO would be doing jumping jacks. She was crazy. I loved it. And my favorite memories, full stop, were when they're, and I'm about to cry myself, or when the parents would run up to me crying <laughs> because they were so happy and excited for their kids. And I got to be a part of that, be, the beginning of their careers. And it was just so much fun because they were excited and there was limitless opportunity. And I just kind of was kind of jealous, <laughs> you know, cause they got to, they got to start over and, uh, and do every, anything they wanted to do, they could do, you know, cause after a certain point in your career, you just, you know, you've got a trajectory, but they could do anything they wanted to do. And it was fun to watch that. So something that we are going to hear a lot of this Veterans Day is, thank you for your service. And we were thinking, you know, these words, they have really become our society's de facto greeting, almost of gratitude when we cross paths with someone who's a veteran or even an active duty service member. But what does that actually mean? What does service mean to those who have served, who are serving? So as we're pausing during this holiday, we wanted to turn back to our alumni and hear what their service has actually meant to them in their own words. I think of service as opportunity, which is why I think a lot of veterans 
describe that they feel uncomfortable sometimes when people thank them for their service because in my head it immediately turns back to well it's been it's been my great opportunity it's been my great privilege I should be thanking you my service in the marine corps but I think any service that I could have been in has opened up my eyes to things that I never thought I could experience or be a part of it's opened up my heart to people I never would have met and it's certainly opened up doors you know professionally and personally and otherwise I think that service just cross cuts this incredible group of people in such a way that it's irreplaceable in any other part of society. So when I think of of service, I think of it's an opportunity, you know, to support your fellow citizens, but also to have experiences in your own right that you just never would have had otherwise. The word I would choose is teamwork. Uh, it's you're you're part of something that's bigger than yourself. It doesn't matter as much as we rib one another, we pick on each other and we make cracks about you know the different branches of service. When you run into another veteran somewhere in the world where you don't expect to run into them, it's an immediate bond. You don't know this person from Adam, but it's an immediate bond. Y'all have stories that you can share, that you understand. There are terms that you can use that that person will immediately understand. And it doesn't matter. I don't know your name. I may never know your name because I ran into you in a bar but you and I got a bond. And I think that is the ultimate team. If you can just immediately bond with somebody without knowing anything about them, because there's an understanding of what you've all, you've each been through, what you, what you've each seen, what you've each done. It just, there's nothing like it. It's a, it's a brotherhood. It's a sisterhood that is just unique. And if you, you just got to be a part of it. If I had to choose one word to sum up my military service, I'd say that word is betterment. Because for me, service is bettering yourself, bettering your people, bettering the place where you work for the people who come after you, and and not asking permission to do it, being inherently wanting to make the world a better place. <laughs> For those around you and for for those who come after it, it would have to be time for me would be that one word um, when you are when you are serving every day if you're active duty guard or reserve but, but, but particularly active duty service every bit of your time is driven in some way by the uniform when you have a family you're living maybe you're living on the military base maybe you're living in a military community you're you're the entire spectrum of your of your of your life when you have that uniform on your active duty is surrounded about around service and so I like to tell folks thank you for your time because I mean your time in uniform you you can't really get that back right you can't get that time that you spent on that 12 or 14 hour shift working 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 you can't get that back right you're not gonna you're not gonna get any younger so it's really for me it's about time and, and the importance of that, and, and also the value of time too, because in the military, I've also realized that you can make an impact in a very short amount of time too. You can really show your sense of service and your, and your you know, worth and your dedication, your impact in a, in a very short amount of time, and then obviously you're moving on to the next big thing, but, but it's, it's, um, it's unique. It's a unique experience in this institution that I think is very, very different from even the, even the private sector. I thought about 
the word opportunity. I mean, I think it's obvious that I had the opportunity to meet people I never would have met, to travel to places I never would have been, to do things I, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do unless I was in the army. And yeah, like, you know, superficial surface level, like, yeah, jumping out of planes and helicopters and blowing stuff up is fun. And you, you only get to do that when you're in the army. But I think it goes a lot deeper than that. It's about, you know, the opportunity to, to have purpose, to be part of something that's so much bigger than yourself. And an example that really shone through for me was I was in Afghanistan during their 2014 presidential election. And that was the first time that the Afghan people were able to peacefully transfer power from one elected official to another. And a lot of people take that for granted, but that's a hallmark of our democratic process. Our two presidents get in the same limo and drive to the Capitol building together. Because in a lot of other countries across the world, that's not how power transfers from one person to another. It's usually a lot bloodier and you know, violent, but not here. And my unit was part of providing and supporting security and stability in this region of eastern Afghanistan so that people could successfully participate in their democratic process. And having the opportunity to be a part of that was just, it was just amazing. And I'm just so grateful for the opportunities that I had to have purpose with a capital P and get out there and, and to be something you know, much, much bigger than myself or any other person who was there with me. Choosing to serve in the profession of arms is a unique calling. In this next segment, we wanted to turn the floor back over to our alums to share one insight they wanted those who have not had the opportunity to serve to know about the veteran community. For people who have not served, and if I could tell them something, pulling back the curtain on on the community that I've been a part of. And granted, I can't speak for all the services, really the Army. I think the Army is a lot more diverse than people realize. I also got to see the Army from multiple angles. I was in the infantry, like ground combat units. I was an intelligence officer serving at strategic level assignments. I got to see different angles of the Army, but one thing that just always struck me that will always be so close to my heart and a fondness of of memory of service is the diversity of the people that I worked with. I mean, I worked alongside men and women from all walks of life, every socioeconomic background, all 50 states and territories. You know, men and women who could trace their lineage back to the American Revolution, people who were the, you know, the children of immigrants, they were first generation Americans, and people who had immigrated to our country from, you know, elsewhere. I think especially nowadays, We have a really polarized culture and people kind of gravitate towards their labels. They gravitate towards what makes them comfortable. They want to eat dinner with people at their table who are not going to disagree with them. They want to watch news that is not going to upset them. But when you take 30 Americans from all these different backgrounds and walks of life and you stick them on a hilltop in Afghanistan and say, hey, good luck. You're all going to get to go home alive in nine months if you work together. Like a lot of that stuff that was seemingly non-negotiable before becomes a little less serious and you start to really start listening to people and get to know them on a deeper level and and understand who they are and how they got to that hilltop with you. And then ultimately you get boiled down, broken down, stripped down to the one fundamental common point of like we're 30 Americans on a hill just trying to survive. And that diversity is what made us strong, what made us great. 
So I, I would like to tell people who have not served that it's a lot more diverse than you think it is, and it's a great way to, to meet people from all over. And I'm just, I, I mean, I've lived in three out of four corners of this country, got to experience culture and religion and, and, and from so many different facets, and that's what's really most exciting and, and close to my heart when I think back to my time in the military. I think that people should know that, that service is accessible, and it's something that you should never feel ashamed or uh, have to apologize for curiosity about. I, I, I don't know a veteran that doesn't like to talk about their service, whether it's, you know, they might share some parts of it that were hard and challenging, but I, I just feel like it's something that anyone should feel welcome to ask about and learn more about because being a veteran is an experience just like any other. Veterans are unique in that they they have this one thing that, that links them together and that's military service, but there's so much more than that. Veterans have a, an incredibly versatile set of skills and abilities and likes and dislikes. They're just like everyone else in the world. It's just that this one aspect of their personality, of their experience is different. Don't think of a veteran as, as anyone that's different from you. They're, they're your neighbors, they're your teachers, they're you know, your dentist. I, my dentist is actually a vet. <laughs> No veteran is, is cut from the same sort of cloth, right? Like, think of your traditional veteran, you're like, you know, they serve in the infantry, you know, in the army, uh, and, and all that. And then I tell them, like, hey, I was in maintenance as an enlisted airman, and then I crossed over and became an intelligence officer. And people are like, hold on, that, that's, that's not a typical veteran experience. So, so again, you know, I would just say be open. Be open to, to hearing how unique these communities really are. One thing that I'd like people to think about or know about our military community in general this Veterans Day and, and any day really is is that while we're here at home enjoying our time with our friends and with our families that all around the world there are tens of thousands of soldiers, sailors, marines, of servicemen and women who have to be away from their families and friends who are standing the watch, who are serving their country, who are protecting freedom, and who are sacrificing their time and their, you know, their children's birthdays and their anniversaries because their belief in the service to their country. As we round out our conversation and collectively pause in recognition of all those who have served, we wanted to offer up the opportunity for our alums to share any parting words with you all, our listeners, and the rest of the Breakline community. I will say that to, to embody the, the same spirit, momentum, and, and purpose that Breakline has. Uh, Breakline is, is focused on a specific community and ensuring that they're empowered with the right skills, with the right network, and with the right vision for what they want to do after their military career. I would leave folks with, with uh, sort of that call to action that go into your communities to try to figure out where, where you can make that what, same level of impact. So thank you to the folks at Breakline, Bethany all the way down. Y'all are amazing. Let's see. I think as people pause and listen to these stories, um, I would encourage them when they 
meet a veteran to have a conversation. And every veteran has their own specific story and experience. And there's an amazing amount of knowledge and experience out there. And I encourage people to to listen. I think I feel very lucky in a lot of ways to be a logistics officer in the Marine Corps because it was such a a clear match to how I, I see service. Uh, being a service member is inherently being in a support role. You're, you're supporting the security of this country, national security. And being a logistics officer is about supporting the warfighter. Uh, it's about supporting, you know, typically it's the infantry, but it's about ensuring that the warfighter has what they need in a given time, whether that's material uh, or material, something intangible or tangible. I, I think that at its heart, service is about opportunity. And I, and I, I talked about that before, but it's also about support. And people should know that no matter who they think a veteran is, sacrifice is part of that. They chose to support something. We always hear this phrase bigger than themselves, but it actually might not be that big. It could be a really small workflow that that veteran was supporting throughout their service and that it doesn't end with service. And, you know, if, if the right opportunity is there on the outside, being a veteran can mean service in other ways as well. It's interesting that now I, I guess I get to consider myself a veteran. That's a word that we don't really use when you're serving. And then you hop over the fence and transition. Transition is scary and it's tough. And I mean, thank goodness for people and programs like Breakline to help you uh, bridge that gap. I am very proud of, of the time that I had and the opportunity that I had to serve and to, and to work alongside those people and to be part of that, that purpose. And it really is purpose with, with a capital P. And, you know, now for the rest of my life, I'm going to be pursuing purpose with a lowercase p. How do I still make an impact? How do I still serve in some capacity? How do I still enable? How do I be a good citizen? How do I still contribute to something bigger than myself, whether it's my local community or you know, just my, my family unit or, or the people around me. You know, it's definitely something that I knew I wanted to do, at least a portion of my life. And, I, and I'm very, very grateful that I, I was a part of that. I had a very good time in my 10 years, five months and seven days. I wouldn't take it back for anything on this planet. And I appreciate what veterans can bring to the community. I appreciate what what my brothers and sisters have done out there. And I hope you enjoy your Veterans Day and uh, <laughs> happy birthday to the Marine Corps. May your crayons be crispy and fresh. <laughs> we appreciate you guys sharing your time with us here in the Breakline Arena. My name is Sophia Bowden. Thank you guys for joining us. And once again, my name is Kenny Vaughn, the director of Breakline Apex. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we only ask that you do one of three things. Like, follow, subscribe, maybe four, because if you want to rate, that wouldn't be a bad thing either. I think you should rate. Rate and review. We need those reviews to help getting the good word out. Thank you so much for your time today, folks. Until next time, we are signing out from the Breakline HQ. See you next Tuesday.
Sergeant First Class, Mark Wood.